The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Tara Logan Buckley, the clinical psychologist, is back with me this week to talk about psychopaths and apparently being a psychopath not necessarily a bad thing. Tara, uh, before we get to that, when we talk about psychopaths, what do we mean? Who do we mean? What is it? So can I ask you, when you think of the word psychopath, what comes to mind? Oh, I think of, you know, that great scene in American Psycho of uh, Christian Bale, where he's dancing around the room, dressing himself up with the axe Mm -hmm. before he chops Jared Leto's head off. Does he really do it? Is it all just in his mind I don't know anyway that's what I think of okay so like everybody else axe murderers basically is what I'm saying absolutely so when we think about psychopaths we kind of usually are filled with the image of Hannibal Lecter Ted Bundy American Psycho and all of these things but the thing is not all psychopaths um, are violent and not all of them are criminal and actually being a psychopath can have a lot of I suppose traits that are really good in modern day society so if we kind of think about it um, they are fearless they are confident they are ruthless they're focused they're quite positive on the outlook they always put themselves forward so they've absolutely no fear about going and doing anything Um, they're very very persuasive they're manipulative they can I suppose act like they're interested in you but they have no conscience and they also lack a lot of Oh they work in sales in other words Well yeah there's there's been some there's (laughs) (laughs) so Apologies to everybody who sells ads and things for the uh, hard shoulder (laughs) So the thing with psychopaths is it's like anything it's it's on a spectrum so if we think about using the actual word psychopaths we don't use that word in a diagnostic terms anymore we use antisocial personality disorder. And when we're thinking about psychopaths from a diagnostic, we're looking at a a kind of a a set of characteristics that defines that person. But not everybody will be labelled as a psychopath, but you can have psychopathic traits. So, for example, you can be high on the psychopathy scale, but not be at a clinical cutoff. And that might mean that you're quite fearless. You might be into massive amounts of um, adventurous sports and you might have absolutely no fear because of that. Okay, so the higher up the scale, the more likely you are to be a Ted Bundy or... Yes, but you don't have to be a criminal or you don't have oh, to be sorry, violent. So you, you, st- you still, even if you're way up that scale, you're not necessarily uh, a sociopath. Absolutely, or a psychopath. Absolutely. So if we think about it, there was a great survey done in 2011. It was the Great Psychopath Survey and it was done inside the United Kingdom. And it was looking at the highest levels of psychopathy. And believe it or not, um, most people on that weren't criminal. They didn't act out in violence. Um, so you have things like, kind of makes sense. There was a lot of solicitors. There was people in armed forces, special ops, CEOs. Um, interestingly, doctors scored quite low in psychopathy scale. Interesting. But surgeons scored quite high. And it, it, <laughs> it makes sense. So if you yes. think about it, if you're going for neurosurgery in the morning, it's a risky surgery. You want someone who's going to be able to make that split decision second in seconds and not even think about the, the outcome. You don't want someone dithering. That's Absol- what you don't want. Absolutely not. If Decisive. it was myself. Yeah, you want that. I'm making this decision and I'm lacking the empathy for you. But, you know, I'm so proud of what I do because, you know, there is that kind of like I'm, I'm higher up and they do kind of have that self-righteousness that it's like, I'm going to make sure that I save you because this is this is on me. That's interesting. They're good at it's almost kind of compartmentalizing, mm. you know, as in. Tara is in front of me, but Tara's not a person. She is just the person I am working on at the moment. The 
yeah. the body. Absolutely. And if we think about society, we actually need people who are higher up on the scale. For, for example, surgeons. If we look at, um, let's say, the special Pilots. Op- Sorry, I'm just thinking of, I'm just going to start shouting out uh, job titles here. But I don't want, if something goes wrong with my plane, I don't want a pilot dithering. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the pilots, I'm not too sure where they actually came on the survey. They're definitely not in the top 10. But if we think about it, they do need to make split decisions. And if we think about it, they have the lives of how many people on board and they, they can't think about that. They need to think yes. about it. I need to act on this. So the thing is, we always view high levels of psychopathy as a really negative, particularly because of the media. But we wouldn't, society wouldn't work the way that it does. So, for example, you know the way so for some organisations they give you a personality-based assessment before they start using yes. it. So, like, if you have high levels of empathy or good leadership quality, you'll go into a certain role. There are others that give you it to see actually how far on psychopathy you are. So, if we think about it, let's say uh, we're hiring a sniper. Okay. Do we want... As one does. As, as I one regularly <laughs> hire a sniper. Do we want someone high or low? Oh, I want someone. Uh, I want someone high on the psychopath stage. Absolutely. So, if we had someone quite low, they wouldn't go into that within like the military forces. Oh no way! Or if we have someone that has to act in an emergency in an emergency service, we need someone like that as well. Yeah. Also, we need people to make split decisions. We need people to work their way up the ladder in the corporate field, in media, all of these type of places. So, we do need these people that have and as I said it's on a spectrum so when we talk about psychopaths it's not that they're diagnosable or that they have that because actually only 1% of the population is diagnosable as having those sets of characteristics enough to deem it psychopathy for example if it was diagnostic but they've got the traits they've got the traits where did the media feature in that survey actually out of curiosity Um, it was in the top 10 yeah particularly TV and radio really yes I see you can can check out the survey and solicitors (laughs) were up there as well because I was a solicitor before I did anyway interesting (laughs) interesting so what you're saying Tara is I'd make a great sniper um, perhaps you there would. There we go. Yeah, I like would. the sound of it. Sniper, pilot, neurosurgeon, whatever. Um, so um, would the more kind of, um, I was going to call them progressive, avant-garde, I don't know how you describe them. Would some companies who carry out these tests, do they then kind of earmark people for progression? Absolutely. Do they look and say, oh, Tara scores quite high on the psychopath scale. Let's get her uh, up the greasy flagpole. Absolutely. There are certain military services around the world that literally when you do these tests, they put you into basically the area based on these assessments. So if you're higher on those scales, you're going to go straight into something that literally is like, let's say the Navy SEALs. I'm going to presume that a lot of them would be higher because of the work that they have to do. And we need people like that in that sector. So they would probably be moved into that area and for progression in those areas as well. We see an awful lot of it if we think about kind of in uh, Wall Street, the stock markets, we need people that if they lose money or they get money that they're going to just be completely focused and just move on mm. and not stick with that. So so uh, these are all kind of positive manifestations of uh, psychopathy. Is that mm. a, a psychopathy? Um how then do we end up with negative manifestations? It's not it's not the psychopathy that creates the Ted Bundy. It's the, what, it's kind of environmental elements or other things in their life. Yeah, so the way that we kind of, I suppose for years there was always that kind of argument, was it nature versus nurture? And what we know is that actually the brains of people with psychopathy is actually different. So first of all, they don't have the same reaction to, let's say we're watching a horror and there is someone being shot or there's blood actually they remain extremely calm in that and their amygdala actually has a lot less activity so that's where fear comes from so that's why they're quite fearless okay so what can happen is if you have someone that already has this kind of brain 
um, material. And then what you're doing is you're adding then, let's say, environmental factors onto that as well. And let's say they come from a house, there's trauma, there's kind of um, emotional misentuement when they're growing up as well. So you've got the combination of the two. Now, the thing is, a lot of the time when we see it acted out, a lot of the time it can be sociopathy. So it can be slightly, slightly different because there is a difference between the two of them. Right. Um, but you are looking at kind of more of the people that everything is planned. The aggression is planned. The murder, let's say, for example, is planned. That's why they get away with it for so long. If we think about Ted Bundy, he's your kind of classic example mm. of that as well. So it tends to be that with the violence, it tends to be that they don't have another way or emotional outlet to control that and that's the way they move forward. And it seems to be a mixture of nature and nurture when it comes to those cases. It's interesting, isn't it? As you say, like society needs psychopaths to uh, take those roles, to not be ditherers. At the same time, when you describe them as kind of lacking fear, society needs people who are not psychopaths too because we, we, we wouldn't have survived as a species if we didn't have individuals whose migdala went on fire at the prospect of wading into that swamp. You know what I mean? Yeah, that says, you know, there might be something dangerous in there. You should be afraid of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we need all sorts. We're all individual and we need everybody for a society to kind of to work like that as well. I think with this, it's a little bit, it's misrepresented because obviously as we, we know that like some of these traits are actually quite good to have. They're confident. They put themselves out there. They're completely focused. Um, it's just obviously the lack of empathy is, is kind of the damaging thing there for other people that have relationships with them. Somebody suggests it's not necessarily a great trade always in business when you look at some of the past decisions having been made with no regard to consequences for others. And somebody else says, Kieran, I play hockey with a very gentle and kind person off the field. But once she puts on her Loretto Hockey Club shirt, she turns into a psycho. And then they say, in fact, that's her nickname. So we've identified the psycho for Loretto Hockey Club, I think, <laughs> with that text. Anyway, 53106. Thank you very much. Thank you as well to Tara Logan Buckley, clinical psychologist and Tara will be back at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.